The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. This is a podcast from Minute Media. What's going on, Rams fans? Welcome back to Rams Showcase. Tonight, Cooper Cup breaks a record. More to come. Plus, the Rams make the NFC playoff race interesting. And later, the Purple Tour begins. We preview Rams at Vikings. Next, a Rams Showcase. Welcome to Rams Showcase on Sports War Radio. What's going on, Rams fans? And welcome back to Rams Showcase right here on Sports War Radio. I'm your host, Joe Brandon, but you can and should call me Sheriff Joe Beckside. I'm laying down the law for you guys tonight. Bunch of cool stuff to get into, so I don't want to waste a whole lot of time. But first and foremost, guys, whatever holiday it is that you're celebrating in this time, because there's a whole bunch of them. There's hundreds of holidays, hundreds of gods being celebrated, stuff like that. But whatever yours is, man, I hope you guys enjoy it, all right? I'm not here to bash anybody's stuff or anything. I say Merry Christmas. Hey, but whatever holiday you're celebrating, I hope it's amazing, and I hope you guys have an awesome family time and or friend time. You get a bunch of sweet gifts and stuff like that. I'm one of those people that if, uh, if, if somebody buys me a gift and it's not Rams, I'm like, do you even know me? Do you, <laughs> have we met before? Family? <laughs> my, my own sister? Like, Do you even know who I am? I am Sheriff Joe Bags. How dare you? <laughs> we got a bunch of cool stuff to get into, though, so I don't want to waste a whole bunch of time here. Uh, first, of course, we will do our giveaway. We got a whole bunch of stuff to talk about. Cooper Cup is laying it down out here on the football field this season for the LA Rams, which is really cool to see. And then also on the back end here, we do have the Purple Tour beginning. The Rams at the Vikings this week, and the Rams are at the Baltimore Ravens next week. So we'll be getting a whole lot of purple into our retinas over the next couple of weeks. But hey, it's all good with me. Uh, we just need to, to let it loose out there. After this this Vikings game, we did beat the Vikings last time we played them, but we did not beat the Baltimore Ravens last time we played them. So we'll talk about that one next week, of course. But first, let's go ahead and get into our giveaway. I, first of all, I got some absolutely incredible responses from this one. Like, to the point where I'm thankful that I that I asked this question because I was getting some ideas that it's like, oh man, like, of course, like, of course I should be doing that segment. That was all the question was, was what is a segment that is not part of Ram Showcase that you guys would potentially like to see? Unfortunately, I did get some that are just, it's just too much for my schedule and, and to, to prep for certain things that, that were suggested to me. I just can't do it. I, I just physically do not have the time to do it, uh, so I do apologize about that. But hey, maybe when Ram Showcase becomes a multi-person operation, then maybe we'll be able to fit some other stuff in. Maybe uh, if if some help is, is acquired, then uh, maybe we'll be able to get some stuff. I am... Uh, beginning conversations with a with somebody in California about potentially helping me out. I've also got a buddy out here uh, that could be helping out with some stuff as well. So I mean, we'll see. There, there's conversations to be had, but it looks like it could be happening uh, decently soon. I think uh, I, I think I do want to at least have one other person by the start of next season, though. Off season, I tend to be able to handle that one fine. <laughs> These regular seasons, though, they're getting me, but. I love the suggestions either way, uh, so it's really cool to hear what you guys like to see, what you guys would like to see 
out of an episode of Ram Showcase. So I do appreciate the heck out of those suggestions. It was super, super awesome. So anyway, uh, let's go ahead and give into our uh, do, let's do our giveaway here, and then I'll get I'll ask another question for you guys. I do believe this is a question I've asked before, but hey. I want to just get some more answers out of this one, all right? I don't, I maybe maybe my last question with uh, suggestions on a, a show segment, maybe there was some people who didn't have ideas. So that was actually my mistake. I, I try to make it as, as easy as possible to, to just enter where you can just be like, hey, my name's, you know, Steve or something, and then you're in. You know what I mean? So let's go ahead and get a giveaway for this one, and then we'll ask our next question. But this week's giveaway winner is going to be, let's see, this one. this one feels good. This one's going to go to John Perry. You are the winner again, man. That's super cool. So I, I know that John is actually one of the people that was like, you know what? He's like, I don't really have a whole lot of reason for decals. So you know what, John? I'm going to go ahead and in- include that information when I send it off to uh, Shaw's Customs. Then, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see. Maybe maybe there's something different that we could do. Or if that is going to be the case, if, if it's only decals that are, that are available... Maybe there's something we can do for you. Maybe there's something else that we can get sent out to you. I do have other things uh, like on my end here that maybe we could do. But hey, man, we want to take care of you. We want to make sure that you're happy with whatever it is that you're receiving. So for this one, guys, for this next week, all I'm going to need from you, John, by the way, just send me a message. I, I know you send me messages, but just go ahead and just hit that confirm, man. Just be like, hey, man, I got you. That's all I need from you. But For our next question, all I need to hear from you guys is who is your favorite Rams player? That can be current, it can be former, it doesn't matter what the answer is. There are no wrong answers here. You can say that your favorite player is the greatest quarterback in the history of the NFL, Keith Null. All right, that is a 100% acceptable answer and totally fine by me. You can say that Jamie Martin is, that's your dude. Marty Gilliard is (laughs) your number one of all time, you know what I mean? So... Just give me an answer. Who is your favorite Rams player? By answering, you are giving me permission to use your name and or photos on the next episode of Rams Showcase. But like I said, guys, we got a bunch of information to get into, so I don't want to waste a bunch of time. I want to get into the good stuff. All right, so we're going to start with this one because this news, actually, I saw when I was about to leave work. I was kind of like wrapping up work uh, earlier today, and, and I saw this one pop up, and I was like, what the heck? That's amazing. So... Running back Cam Akers has been designated to return, so his 21-day clock has begun. What that 21-day clock is, is coming off of IR, you can return to practice, and in 21 days, you need to be activated to the roster, to the active roster, otherwise you're on IR for the rest of the season. So what does this mean for the LA Rams? This means that we are getting our number one running back back into the offense, which is amazing news. Cam Akers was said to be this breakout star that we were going to see this year, and then unfortunately did tear his Achilles before the season even started. That was a pre-training camp injury, so Cam Akers being only his second season has not even yet to have a training camp, but he's already being talked about in these conversations as one heck of a football player. And I know, I know there's some of you guys out there right now already typing in the comments that Cam Akers is being rushed back. There's no way that he should be back. Let's let's just save him. Let's make sure he's good to go. But I'm going to try to defer those comments a little bit by letting you guys know, do you really think that our medical staff, who is actually known as one of the top medical staffs in the NFL, do you really think that our medical staff, Reggie Scott and the gang, would rush Cam Akers back to the point where it would actually jeopardize his future? Because I don't. 
I don't believe that that would happen, especially now that we just got Jake Funk back. So we have other guys coming back as well. Sony Michelle's been playing some really good football. Hendo, uh, you know, he is coming off that injury. He's He does seem a little less explosive than maybe... Some of us anticipated, especially in these last few weeks. But then we also got, like, it's also funky time. We got funk back. And then, uh, so we're, we're adding Cam Akers in, into that fold. And so I don't think, A, that we're going to see just like 30 carries out of Cam Akers every game. But also, I just don't think that our staff would put him in a situation where it would jeopardize his future. All right. And I know that you're sitting out there right now. There's somebody out there saying like, well, my cousin tore his Achilles and he was out for four. Like, that doesn't matter in this one. Okay. Every single person is different. And also, I mean, just it, you got to think that Cam Akers, we've already seen months ago, like it, in probably what was it like the October range that we were already seeing that his recovery was going extremely well and ahead of schedule. So the fact that we hear this news on, you know, December 23rd, my hand is right in front of my date, so I couldn't see it there. But the, the, the fact that we get this news on December 23rd is massive news to, because it, uh, it does it, it goes with that timeline of he is ahead of recovery. So, yeah, I mean, technically he shouldn't have been able to be back right now. But you can only get to 100%. You can't get better than 100%. So if he's good to go, let's go ahead and play him. And I don't, I just, I guess I don't understand the mindset of like, well, he's not ready. He's not whatever. Uh, yeah, we, we don't, but A, you don't know how his knee feels or how his Achilles feels. All right. So I'm sure he's, he's got a better understanding of that than all of us do. I'm in Colorado. I'm sure he understands his Achilles better than I do out here. Okay. So I just think that if, if we're hearing from the staff that he's okay and he says he's okay, I just don't see the, if there's any reason to, to hold him out any longer. I guess that's my, my point on it. So we don't know how he's feeling. I'm sure he's feeling fine, and I just don't think we would rush him back. So just because your cousin, you know, took X amount of time to recover from Achilles does not mean that Cam Akers is going to be in the same situation. Let's talk about the Pro Bowl, though. All right, we did have four members of the L.A. Rams hit uh, off to the Pro Bowl, and that is wide receiver Cooper Cup, cornerback Jalen Ramsey, defensive lineman Aaron Donald, and kicker Matt Gay. And I got to say, Matt Gay was, A, the biggest surprise. And I don't think that I'm speaking out of pocket here. I think that everybody saw Matt Gay and was like, no way. Heck yeah, Matt. Like, that's, that's awesome. Uh, but, you know, Matt Gay also does lead the NFL this year in percentage. He's only missed one kick. And I know that me saying that means that he's going to miss the rest of his kicks for the season. So, so I do apologize uh, for that, Matt. But. Uh, of course, Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey, Cooper Cup, those are expected names. I've seen some people kind of attack the world uh, because Matthew Stafford's not in. And I, I, I basically, I saw the comment, I can't even remember who it was from, uh, but I saw the comment of like, you guys are stupid for not voting in Matthew Stafford. It's like, my response to that is, well, you're stupid for thinking that it's about statistics. All right? Like, it's obviously a popularity contest for the Pro Bowl. It always has been, always will be. And the reason that Matt Gay gets in there is maybe he's not the most popular, but the percentage, the kick percentage, I mean, that is something that other people will look at. And let's not get it confused here. The voting is extremely skewed. All right. They're they're counting like retweets as a double and stuff like a like as two votes and stuff like that. I don't even know. I think they're just kind of picking at random at this point. I don't even know if any of the votes count because you got wide receiver Cooper Cup who's like top two in voting and then all of a sudden he's out of the top 10, you know, so it just doesn't, I don't know. It just doesn't make any sense that, that you would attack the universe for Matthew Stafford not getting in. And I'm also sure he's, he's a high alternate. 
I don't know that right now for sure, but I, it feels like he would be a high alternate. You know, going go to the LA Rams, you're in a huge market, big brand, all that stuff, and your team is looking at a playoff spot, and you're also throwing a bunch of good footballs, man. So, yeah, I'm sure he's up there, but let's not get it confused here and pretend like the guys that are in are not just more popular than Matthew Stafford. All right, that's all. Playoffs, though, let's go ahead and talk about it because we we do have uh, a couple of clinching scenarios. So we're going to talk about this. We're going to talk about some other stuff, and then we'll kind of get back into the standings a little bit. But I wanted to mention this because there's a bunch of cool stuff that the Rams can do just this weekend as far as clinching the playoffs go. So I'm not necessarily big into the clinching scenarios and stuff like that. I myself, I'm I'm more of like, well, let's just like it, it's got to just happen. Like uh, just because we know the situation does not mean it's more likely. I, I feel that same way about. You know, when when somebody's like, oh, man, I have to root for the 49ers this weekend because they're playing this team. You don't have to do that. And you also understand that just because you pick a team to root for does not increase or decrease their chances of winning or losing that game. Right. Like you don't have to do that. You don't have to root for the 49ers if you don't want to. If you don't want to root for the 49ers, don't root for the 49ers, man. Come on, people. Get it together. (laughs) Anyway, let's talk about the clinching scenarios here. So. We'll start with the number five seed. The Rams can clinch minimum five seeds, so they cannot. They wouldn't go below that if the Rams defeat the Minnesota Vikings and the 49ers lose or tie to the Tennessee Titans. There is also another scenario, which would be the Rams and Vikings tie and the 49ers lose. But more likely, Rams defeating the Vikings and Tennessee defeating the 49ers. The Rams would not get worse than a five seed in that scenario. The Rams do not get worse than a six seed with a win or a tie. So... If the Rams take care of their own business here, their own business, then no worse than a six seed for the L.A. Rams if they can just get out with a dub or a tie. Just no L's, dubs and T's. All right, dubs and T's, no L's on that one. And then uh, the Rams also can clinch a minimum of seven, so just a playoff spot. If the Philadelphia Eagles lose or tie versus the Giants and the New Orleans Saints lose or tie versus the Miami Dolphins. So that one does not include any scenarios that include the L.A. Rams, so... Except for them, of course, just clinching a playoff spot. But it does really the the important thing here. The bottom line is the Rams clinch a playoff berth with a win or a tie. All right. And then the Rams also can get help with seeding if the 49ers lose to the Tennessee Titans. That's the most basic way that I can word that. So Rams win either way. And they're at least a six. If the Rams win and the 49ers lose, they are the five at least. So. We've still got a chance at the top four, though. We'll talk about that one next week, though, as we get closer. Let's get into the record watch real fast because we got some really awesome stuff happening here in the record watch, all right? We're going to, of course, start with Cooper Cup because Cooper Cup is doing the dang thing out there, catching all, all these footballs, and he's just doing awesome out here. So wide receiver Cooper Cup, he is currently uh, 19th most in a single season in NFL history. If it ended today, if if Cooper, Cooper Cup just fell off a cliff, didn't catch another football the rest of the season, this year will be the 19th most receiving yards in a single season in NFL history. He is uh, His current pace is 116 uh, per game. So he's doing awesome out here, obviously. So if that current pace continued, the 116 per game, after this next game, he would be 7th 
most uh, in a single season in NFL history. So he does currently have 1,625 yards. He is on pace for 1,973. The NFL record, 1,964. So he is now on pace to beat it by nine yards. Last week, he was only on pace to beat it by one yard. Now he's on pace to beat it by nine. So he is doing awesome. Headed in the right direction there. That graph is going upward. He needs 339 total yards to defeat that record, which would be 113 per game. But like I said, he's averaging 116. So that is where that nine comes from. The three, the you know, the three yard difference per game right there. That's see, I, I can do math if I am required to do math. But for the Rams record, he is currently fourth most uh, this season right now is the fourth most receiving yards in a single season. In Rams history, he did just pass Elroy Crazy Legs Hirsch this last game against the Seattle Seahawks on Tuesday, which was awful and ruined my whole week, and I've I've yet to recover. But uh, currently fourth most in in a single season in Rams history, and the Rams record is one thousand seven hundred eighty-one. So he does need just one hundred and fifty-six to defeat that record. So if you're keeping track at home, that is just 52 yards per game in order to tie that 95 season of Isaac Bruce, where he did get that 1,781. Let's take a look at receptions. Currently 10th most receptions in a single season in NFL history. He has averaged 8.7 per game. After this next game, if that pace continues, which I gave him nine, uh, that would be fifth in a single season. So Hey, he's doing awesome out here. He currently does have 122, which does lead the NFL. He's on pace for the Triple Crown as well. Uh, But he is on pace for 148. The NFL record is 149. So he's very snug in there, right in there. Uh, And he does need 27 more to tie that record, which would be 9 per game. And he's averaging 8.7. So it's like right in line. If we are doing rounding, then he's right on pace to get to that record. But... That that average is just a little bit below nine, so maybe he gets an uh, like a nine nine eight or a nine eight nine, whatever it happens to be. But he's like right in that range, and if he can just have a couple of really good games, and uh, I mean that's not insane to say. It's not insane to say the Cooper Cup might have a couple of big ones. You know what I mean? Because he's been crushing souls out here. So. Uh, Cooper Cup, though, I mean, he's obviously having one heck of a football season, and it, we're always going to look at the little asterisk of of it was done in a 17-game season, but if, by chance, he can get to, because uh, he only needs, like, for the yards, he needs 156, or, excuse me, 339, he could get that in two games, and then we remove that asterisk, because he did it in, in two games, which would be the 16-game season. We played 14 right now, so... The Rams record for receptions, though, in a single season, it belongs to Cooper Cup. He just did it. 122 is a Rams record. He did defeat that 95 season by Isaac Bruce just this last week. And now, I mean, whatever he does now just ups that record, makes it more more difficult. So we just need to, um, he needs to just keep on stacking these catches and just make that record absolutely impossible to reach for anybody for the history of time. And we will be here to say that we remember watching that happen. We remember watching Cooper Cup and Matthew Stafford just absolutely go insane on football fields this year. And this is going to be one of those seasons where in 10, 15, 20 years, we are going to say, I remember watching that. I remember watching Cooper Cup that year. It was awesome. It was awesome. 
It is awesome. Next one here is going to be quarterback Matthew Stafford. As far as yards go, he is currently not top 50 in a single season yet, but hey, there's been a lot of seasons, okay, with passing yardage, so he's not there yet, but it's it's okay, okay? But currently not top 50, but he does have 4,142 uh, passing yards. He is on pace for 5,029 and a half, so he's like right in that 50-30 range, 5,030 range. The NFL record... 5,477, he just needs 1,335 to get that, or 445 per game. So unlikely, but okay, because on the Rams side of that record here, he is currently 7th in Rams history in a single season. Most passing yards. If the season ended today, if Matthew Stafford threw no more footballs, he's already 7th for a single season in passing yards. The Rams record is 4,830. Uh, Stafford does need just 688 to tie that record, which would be about 230 a game, but he is currently on pace at 196 a game, uh, so or 296 a game. I think I wrote that in wrong. So it's uh, he is on pace to to shatter that record. So it's it, it does belong to Kurt Warner back in the greatest show on turf days, and Stafford is on pace to just wreck it, absolutely, and to become the first 5,000-yard passer in Rams history, of course, with that record being the 4,800. And let's look at touchdowns here. Uh, this one, again, on the NFL side, it's... Uh, it's not looking like he's going to pass it, <laughs> but he is currently 41st, 41st most in a single season in passing touchdowns with 35. He's on pace for 42 and a half. The NFL record's 55. He just needs 20 more, <laughs> so needs almost seven per game to be able to to reach that Peyton Manning number, the 55 that he got with, as a Denver Bronco. On the Rams side of it, though, he is currently third most in a single season in Rams history. The Rams record is 41. With Stafford being at 35, he just needs six more or two per game. And he is currently, on average, throwing two and a half touchdowns per game. Uh, So Matthew Stafford looks like he'll be able to get into the Rams record books, not necessarily reach those NFL records. But this could be, looking back at the end of the season, we could say that this was the greatest season for a Rams quarterback in franchise history. Because even if you look at touchdown-interception ratio, I believe he's second in that right now. So if that pace continues as well, we really could be looking back on this as the the best season that a Rams quarterback has ever had. All right, let's go ahead. Um, you know what? We'll go ahead and take a quick break here. And on the other side, we will look back at that Seahawks and Rams Tuesday night game. Dumbo! All right, let's take a look back at this game. The Rams defeated the Seattle Seahawks 20-10 to on Tuesday. The game was tied at 3 at halftime. And I know that, like, the everybody... Everybody knows like the whole record of, of Sean McVay not losing when leading at halftime and then his record when down at halftime, stuff like that. Just seems like whatever is halftime feels like it will continue kind of thing. So, uh, But that did, of course, the, the ties are a little bit different too. I do believe his record's better when he's tied at halftime than... Then, uh, like, I feel like he's he's in the positive at least. He's above 500 in that regard. Uh, but uh, just tied at halftime, and then the Seahawks did take the first drive of the second half and went down and scored a touchdown. But then after that, the Rams just opened it up, did not let them score again, and that was perfect. And then basically, what happened there was the Rams scored 17 unanswered after getting down 10 to three, and then just closed it out. So the Rams also. Uh, the the defense has been stepping up pretty big. We'll talk about that a little bit more in the game preview, but the defense has been doing a pretty good job here. I'm still not 100% like like 
Raheem is not completely off of my my bad list or whatever, my naughty list since we're at the 23rd of December, but it's it has it has been improving and I think it's one simple fix and we'll talk about that in the game preview. But the Rams did out first down the Seahawks 20 to 13, 123 rushing yards, that's solid. And the time of possession, we're able to win that too. Over 35 minutes for the Rams and just under 25 minutes for the Seattle Seahawks looks like the ticket push by the LA Rams leading into the game worked because SoFi looked pretty full. SoFi was so full. And that's good to see because a Tuesday night game at five o'clock, well, four o'clock local time, that's, I mean, that's got to be tough to get people in there. And I love what the Rams were doing. They were pushing tickets real hard. And it looked like it did work, though, because it looked pretty full, at least from where I was sitting out here in Colorado. Uh, so that's that's amazing news. Let's go ahead, though. We need to give out a game badge with a big old dub. Throw it up. It's Cooper Cup. Who else would it be? The record breaker. Cooper Cup had an amazing day. Nine receptions for 136 yards and did score the two. So he is right now the Rams MVP. I don't think you can really argue that. I've I've seen people say that he needs to be in the conversation for NFL MVP, and I absolutely agree. I just don't think it happens. All right. So, yeah, we can sit here and say Cooper Cup for MVP, all that stuff. I just don't think it's real. I, I think that you don't go give it to a wide receiver. If I had a vote, I would give it to a wide receiver Cooper Cup because it depends on your definition of what an MVP is. And I'm, I want to hear what your definition is because, in my opinion, it is the most valuable person to that franchise. And if you took them out of that franchise, they are a dramatically different team. And this year... For the L.A. Rams, that is wide receiver Cooper Cup. Do you look at, uh, I know some other people interpret the MVP as like the guy that scored the most touchdowns, the guy that, you know, just had the best numbers at quarterback. Some people just pick the best quarterback. Uh, But I think if you took Cooper Cup out of this L.A. Rams offense, we're a dramatically different team. And I think the Matthew Stafford season is dramatically different. Bunch of stuff is changed if you take out wide receiver Cooper Cup. So I absolutely think that he belongs in the MVP conversation. But either way, I do believe he is the Rams MVP. And I don't think you can really argue it. Uh, I, there's a couple of names, I guess, you could toss in, say, like, this guy this guy would work. But I think, for the most part, I feel like Rams fans would all agree that Cooper Cup is the LA Rams MVP for this season. So he has really taken that role, though, that he has had as a Rams wide receiver his entire career, and he's just basically perfected it. And his route running, he's making up routes out here. He's so good in space. He's so good at creating separation from the defense. It makes Matthew Stafford's job easy, man, because Cooper Cup is seeing things out here. And I know there's, like, memes and stuff going out everywhere about, like, Cooper Cup saying, like, like, well, uh, like, he's, like, going all in-depth. It's like, well, we were looking at the fire blitz, so we had to come over here, so I'd be... Like, he's looking at that stuff and saying this stuff, and Rams, like, fans are out here like, I don't know what the heck he's saying, but I'm sitting there, like, eating it up. I'm like, yeah. That's <laughs> because, like, I can't pick it out. I can't use all that terminology and stuff like that when just watching it, but I when I hear it, I... It's like how people understand Spanish but can't speak it. I feel that way about that kind of stuff. Like, I get exactly what he's saying. But it's hard for me to see it and say it myself. But wide receiver Cooper Cup does receive this week's game badge for week 15. We'll see what he can do, how many more he can get. Because I want to say he's already gotten a couple. I'll have to add him up at the end of the year. We'll go over that once the season ends. But, uh, man, it's uh, some good stuff for wide receiver Cooper Cup. Let's go ahead and move on, though. Quarterback Matthew Stafford went 21 of 29, 244 yards, two touchdowns and one interception. He had an okay day, but he had a couple of throws where you're just like, what was that? Like, what were you doing out there, man? It's like like two to OBJ out of three targets. Uh, two of them to OBJ were like, where was 
where did you think he was going? Like, you know, it's like, who, who messed up here? Like, and it's hard to know because, uh, you know, OBJ being new very well could be him, but Matthew Stafford, maybe he, maybe there's like an option or something like that on the route. We don't know that because we don't know the play call. We don't know what those, those conversations sound like in the meeting rooms of like, if you see this, do this, if you see this, do like, you know what I mean? So we don't know if who was wrong there and we may never know, but either way, Matthew Stafford did have a couple of throws where you're like, where, what are you doing, man? Like, you know, so Either way, though, I think he had an okay day. Ultimately got the job done. The Rams did win 20-10. to 10. Game kind of went how I expected it to. Nothing too explosive, nothing too flashy. Just kind of got the job done. 10-point dub and get on out of there to sweep the Seattle Seahawks on the season. But Matthew Stafford, I don't think he played poorly. It, just, it was just a couple of throws where you're like, what the heck, man? Running back Sony Michelle had 18 carries for 92 yards, was not able to score a touchdown for the second straight week. It seems like Sean McVay might trust Hen or uh, may, might trust Sony a little bit more than he trusts Hendo, and I don't know if I'm alone here, but it just feels like when Sony's out there, when he's the starter, when he's the main guy, we run the football a lot, and when Hendo's out there, we're throwing it a lot. So I don't know what that says about the the roster and what Sean McVay feels about it, but you can get a vibe for what coaches feel about a certain player depending on the play calls like you see it with with different teams how like they don't go deep at all that's your quarterback telling you he doesn't trust his quarterback to hit those deep balls like he's trying to cater to that a little bit so is that something that we're seeing right now is with Sean McVay and the running backs of the LA Rams it kind of start it's starting to feel like it now that we've seen three straight games where Hendo or Sony is getting a good chunk of carries and right about that 20 range that Sony is able to get the football so it does kind of feel like that way, at least on my end here. Wide receiver Odell Beckham Jr. had just one catch for seven yards, no touchdowns. He was targeted only three times, but like I said in the in the Matthew Stafford section here, that some of those throws, there was two of those throws, the two that were incomplete to, to OBJ kind of were head scratchers. And so I don't put a whole lot on OBJ for this one. I know some people, some fans out there are kind of ripping OBJ for his stat line in this one, but I mean, he can only do half of the play. He cannot throw himself the football. You know what I mean? What what do you who was that player that did that? He's not Marcus Mariota. He's <laughs> to score to score some touchdowns out here. But uh yeah, either way, man, OBJ, I think he's doing fine still. And and it just looked like he wasn't really as big in the game plan in this one as a Cooper Cup was. And I think a big part of that was because last time we played the Seahawks. It wasn't Cup that exploded. It was Robert Woods. So I just don't know if on the Seahawks side there, if they were, if they were kind of looking at like who was gonna take take them apart kind of thing, and maybe if if they outthought themselves of like, well, they think we're gonna take out Cooper Cup, so let's go ahead and take out Van and OBJ. You know, what I mean, like I don't know. Maybe they outthought outthought themselves on that front because that happens sometimes. You know, I, I feel like the, Sean McVay has done that before. Where it kind of feels like, well, they're they're gonna they think we're gonna we're gonna run the ball, so let's just throw it all the time. (laughs) It's like, well, you gotta try sometimes, man. You know, but so I don't put a whole lot on OBJ for this one. But he wasn't involved, like I said, as much as I expected him to be in this game. Cup had 13 targets, so it's also a Tuesday. Let's not forget that this game was played on a Tuesday, and I think it's very hard to take any aspect of the way that the game unfolded, whether that's targets to a specific wide receiver, the way the defense played, the way Matthew Stafford played, and let that define the season for the Rams. I just don't think that that's fair because it's a Tuesday. It's weird. It's off. It's it's a disaster. You got a short week coming up. We got to treat this one like a Thursday game kind of thing, so it's like our second Thursday of the, of the season. It just kind of ruined everything, and so... 
It's hard to take that game and say, oh, OBJ is no longer good in our offense because on a Tuesday, he only got three targets and one catch. I just don't think that that's a fair statement. So let's, first of all, let's let him play like at least some games here. Like he's only been here for what, four games? Let's let him have a chance to actually be involved in the offense. You know how hard it is as a wide receiver to get into a new offense midseason? That's tough. You hear that from people all the time, that it's it's difficult as a wide receiver getting traded or something like that because you got to learn everything. you got to get the vibe of your new quarterback. you got to get the feel for the offense, all this stuff. It's very difficult. And then also, I mean, keep in mind also, you're still looking at like, you're also trying to to like buy a house and like figure out life in a new city and stuff like that. It's, it's tough. So that's kind of how I feel about that. All right, let's move on here to the rest of the West and the playoff picture here. Actually, you know what? One moment. We're going to take one more quick break before we get into that. Don't move. All right, Rams fans, let's go ahead and get into the rest of the West. What those other three dweebs are up to. We'll start with the Arizona Cardinals, who did fall to the Detroit Lions, 32-12. I still, (laughs) I'm trying not to make fun, but like sometimes I'll be like sitting there, like I got like a little stressed out at work the other day, and it was like, (laughs) Cardinals lost to the Lions, though. (laughs) At least I'm not in that boat, you know what I mean? So like, and no offense to anybody, all right, not to the Cardinals, Hey, man, it's, you know, the Cardinals, What whatever is, like, that's cool. We all have our bad game. Rams lost to the Jets last year, okay? That's that's my point here is the Rams lost to the Jets last year. I'm not trying to make fun, okay? It happens. Sometimes you get got, all right? And the Arizona Cardinals, they got got by Jared Goff, who is now 9-1 all-time against the Arizona Cardinals, but score 30-12, to so it wasn't even close. It wasn't even, like, one of those where it's like it— it's like, oh man, they just missed a big play at the end, or anything. like it didn't. That's not what happened here. But the Cardinals do fall to ten and four. Is this a thing? Is the December Cardinals a thing? Because now this is the second year in a row that we've seen them start extremely hot as one of the best teams in the NFL, and then Kyler gets a little banged up. They have their bye week and they come back and they just kind of bleh. You know what I mean? This not amazing team right now, and they are. They have lost two straight. They got the the Indianapolis Colts on Saturday, Christmas Day kickoff for this one. That game is going to be at 5.15 Pacific time on NFL Network. But it's such a weird thing to see that like this team, again, for the second straight year, has just basically crumbled late. Like the December is not good for the Arizona Cardinals. I don't know what the Arizona Cardinals did to Santa, but he is not a fan and... I mean, you would think with the red and white, maybe I don't know, man. But uh, the Arizona Cardinals, ten and four now, uh, still tied for that first place spot though with the Rams, still ahead of the Rams technically. But two years in a row, man, two losses in a row for the Arizona Cardinals. Very well, could be three. Those Indianapolis Colts are absolutely no joke. They are a very strong team. So we'll see what happens with that one. Um, I'd definitely be keeping my eyeballs on that. But uh, I like that it's also a, a Christmas one. So that could be the greatest Christmas present for all of us, right? Hey, Indy, help us out here. (laughs) Because Jared Goff gave us last one. That was his last little present to the LA Rams was uh, defeating those Cardinals there. And I also learned that that was the first time in NFL history a one-win team defeated a double-digit win team. So that's awesome. Next up here, the San Francisco 49ers defeated the Atlanta Falcons. That score was 31-13. to 
honestly, that's about what I expected from that game. I, I don't think the Falcons are very, very strong. I thought that they would put up a little, uh, a few more points than that, but Seahawks defense did a, did do a good job. The Seahawks, or excuse me, the 49ers, they do improve to eight and six, and they're playing some pretty good ball right now. Uh, they're definitely looking like a playoff team, and it feels like they could be a pretty tough out, and depending on who they play matchup wise. I mean, I, I wouldn't want to see him as a Rams fan. Uh, it seems like Shanahan does a heck of a job against Sean McVay. So it, it feels like the 49ers could be one of those teams that, that upsets somebody, you know what I mean? But if they're a wild card team, which I think is pretty locked in already, maybe not. No, not yet. Officially. I guess it could still happen that they could get it, but uh, the, the division that is, but uh, it's not, it's not likely. So either way, it looks like they'll go on the road, but it'd be like at Dallas at Tampa, uh, you know, some, maybe who else is even in there? Uh, you know, uh, at, at the Cardinals at the, like the Packers, maybe like, I don't know what one of those teams though, they could lose to the 49ers. It is possible. Maybe not the Packers. I think the Packers might be the best team right now, but uh, Niners could be a pretty tough out, but in week 16, this, you know, tough game, and this actually is, is happening, it's about to happen while I'm recording this, but the, the, the 49ers are at the Tennessee Titans, 520 on NFL Network, uh, that which is Thursday night football, so by the time you guys are seeing this, a game might already be on, it might already be done, but either way, we're looking at that one, um, we're, we're rooting for the Titans in this one, alright, I, I can't, I can't help it. We need the Titans to win this one, uh, but it helps the LA Rams. Basically, if the Titans win this game tonight, then the Rams will know that if they win, they get the five seed at worst. Seattle Seahawks fall to the LA Rams 20 to 10. We already talked about this one mostly, but Russ is not nearly as magical as he's been in past years, which leads me to believe that that was the last time the LA Rams play the Seattle Seahawks with Russell Wilson at their quarterback position. I'm just going to throw out my predictions right now, just so it's out there in the open and that people can call me out on it later on. I think Russell Wilson goes to the Denver Broncos. I think Aaron Rodgers goes to the Pittsburgh Steelers next year. I just think that that's the course. It does sound like the Denver Broncos. Uh, being out here, I kind of hear rumblings in different areas and stuff like that. Kind of does feel like the Denver Broncos are interested in bringing in Aaron Rodgers. But I just I, there's a feeling in my bones that that tells me that Rodgers wants wants to be in Pittsburgh and that Pittsburgh wants Rodgers. And it, when it's mutual like that, usually things get figured out. But because the Denver Broncos are stocking up on draft picks right now, that could be a perfect move for the Seattle Seahawks. They are the Denver Broncos, that is stockpiling draft picks so that they can go get a quarterback next year. That has been confirmed to people like Dan Patrick. He's saying, yes, that is what they're doing. They are getting draft picks so that they can go after a quarterback uh, in a trade this next offseason. So could that be Russell Wilson? The Seattle Seahawks definitely could use the draft picks. And it kind of feels like the Seattle Seahawks are in a, in a spot where they're going to tear down and start a rebuild. So I think the conversations on the, like the NFL round t- or the NFC West roundtable and stuff like that has been... Is, is it Russ gone or is it Pete gone? I'm starting to think that it's both. I think that they're just going to tear it down, build it back up. You know what I mean? Like that Linkin Park song. So I think that's what we see, though. But let's go ahead and take a look at the standings of this NFC West. We got the Arizona Cardinals and the LA Rams at 10-4, and 4, but the Arizona Cardinals do currently hold the tiebreaker over the LA Rams with a better division record. The Rams have lost to the 49ers as well as the Cardinals, and the Cardinals' only division loss is to the LA Rams. The 49ers sitting at 8-6 and six in third place, and the Seahawks rounding out that last place spot at 5-9. and nine. This is the first time as a Seattle Seahawk that, or 
as Russell Wilson is their quarterback, that the Seattle Seahawks will be below 500 in a season. They did clinch below 500, and it's the first time that Russell Wilson will be under 500 in his NFL career. So it, it does look like things are not going great out there. And, you know, Colin Cowherd had a good point. I don't know if you guys watch him. I, I watch a lot of people. I watch Eisen, Coward, Patrick, McAfee. I watch a bunch of different shows like that. Um, but he had a good point about... The, the Rams go out and they get rid of their first round picks for guys like Jalen Ramsey and Matthew Stafford and, you know, these guys. But the Seahawks are doing it badly. They're doing it. They're doing a poor job of trying to be the Rams, which is getting rid of those picks for a box safety who is often injured in Jamal Adams. So it does look like the Rams are doing a better job on that front than the Seattle Seahawks. And the Seahawks, are. it looks like they're trying to take a page out of the Rams book, but they're just not as good at it. And their coach does seem like the odd man out when you look at the NFC West. You got Kingsbury, McVay, and Shanahan, who are like these offensive guys who have explosive teams and they like to put up points and stuff like that. And then you look at the Seattle Seahawks, who really like to control the game and then play good defense. And it doesn't really fit in. And clearly, as you can tell by the standings, is not working either. So I think some big changes are coming for the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, let's go ahead. Oh, oh yeah. Let's. Uh, I wanted to go over this really quick for you guys. The the tiebreakers because I know a lot of people get confused on the tiebreakers. So I'll run down them here. Uh, but feel. I mean, look them up. I mean, <laughs> they're they're readily available. If you look up like NFL tiebreakers, you can find. It. I promise you can. But first, of course, is going to be overall. Second is going to be head to head. Third is going to be division record. After that, it's going to be common games. Then you're going to look at conference record. Then strength of victory, strength of schedule, best combined ranking among conference teams in scored points and points allowed. So basically you're looking at point differential in conference games. Then after that, you're looking at point differential in total games. After that, best net points in common games, best net points in all games, best net touchdowns in all games, and then finally a coin toss, which I'll be i be honest with you guys, I think should be moved up a little bit. I think, I think we're going too deep, and I think that coin toss should be like number three, all right? Or four, I guess. I think it should go overall, head-to-head, division, conference, overall, coin toss. So six. I'm going to give it six. I'll give it I'll give it that. But I, I don't think when you're looking at like point differentials like that, I get it. I get it. Maybe we could maybe we could bump it down to eight then. You go point differential conference and then total. But I don't know, man. It feels like once you get into like best net points in all games and best net touchdowns and all like that's when it's like, okay, maybe maybe this is too deep. <laughs> okay. Maybe just flip a coin. All right. We're both clearly pretty even teams. If we're getting into like, well, how many touchdowns did you guys score? Like, yeah, clearly we're pretty even. So let's just do the coin. Like, you know what I mean? Or let's go way too deep. It'd be like, <laughs> it'd be like how many, like how many air yards did your quarterback have? Or how many like sack yards? Or it's like, or like if, uh, how many, how many fumbles did you not recover? Team with the less, you know, like that. Yeah, let's just go way too deep into it. All right, let's go ahead and look at the playoff picture here. Green Bay Packers are holding on to that number one seed with the best record in the NFL with 11 and 3. Dallas Cowboys, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and Arizona Cardinals round out your top four with 10 and 4 records, but your LA Rams also have a 10 and 4 record, but are in that first wild card seed right behind the Arizona Cardinals. The 49ers also creeping in with the NFC West representation there at 8-6. And, and Minnesota Vikings barely clinging on there with a 7-7 seven and seven record. That is the Rams' opponent this week. So we'll see what happens as far as the, the changes of this race go. But you look at those bubble teams, hard to trust any of these teams. Honestly, once you get to 7 and below, which does begin with the Minnesota Vikings, I'm having some trust issues here, all right? So I don't trust the Vikings, the Eagles, the Saints, 
Washington or the Falcons to make a legitimate impact into the playoffs, even if they do make it there. So this is what we're looking at right now. I thought that Washington was that that better team, and I still do think that they're better than the Minnesota Vikings. I think that they kind of hit a little stretch of bad luck. But I think that the the Minnesota Vikings will get booted out. I The Philadelphia Eagles, they feel like a team that could do it. I still have major trust issues with this head coach, but hey, He's 500 at this point in the season, so I, I maybe maybe I don't know what I'm talking about. All right, <laughs> maybe, maybe. But if the season were to end today, the Rams would play at the Arizona Cardinals. If you guys remember, which you should, it wasn't very long ago. The Rams did win in Arizona just a couple weeks back, so I feel good about that. That feels like it could be like a good situation for the LA Rams if that is what ends up happening. I do think that, that that five seed is really where the Rams still end. I know that we're sitting there tied with Arizona right now, but also, let's keep in mind, if these Arizona Cardinals continue to December it up like they do, then the Rams could absolutely win this division. And if the Cardinals lose to the Colts and the Rams beat the Vikings, I'm feeling real good about a division dub. All right, that's what I'll say. I think, uh, I think this week will be pretty telling, but right now I'm still hanging on to just get the five seed, get the five, play the worst available, you know, division winner. And let's go, let's go ahead and get out of here and get this Super Bowl at SoFi Stadium for this LA Rams team, huh? If that happens, I might fly out, actually, just so, so everybody knows. I don't know. <laughs> Even though I got to watch in the pink lot, dude. That's, uh, I might fly out for that if, that if that's the case because I want to be there all the time. But either way. But uh, let's go ahead and take another quick break here. On the other side, we got the game preview. Don't move. Check down below in the description wherever you are hearing my voice for a link to Shaw's Customs where you can check out all the dopest of stuff right there. You see the glass on the other side of this computer over here? That is from Shaw's Customs. The shot glass here is from Shaw's Customs. I got the mask on my helmet back here. That's from Shaw's Customs. I got a shirt from Shaw's Customs. Shaw's Customs does a bunch of cool stuff, all right? We'll also throw in all pro sports into the comment section or into the description below. And you guys check them out as well. Bunch of cool stuff over there. High quality shirts, stickers. All that good stuff. So go ahead and check those guys out. Rams fans, supporting Rams fans. If you guys got a Rams-related business, feel free to reach out to me. We'll see what we can get done and see if I will be shooting your business name out of my face into this microphone into the universe. That's how it works. All right, let's go ahead and talk about this NFL football game that we got on Sunday, though, which is the L.A. Rams at the Minnesota Vikings, the Rams sitting at 10 and 4. The Minnesota Vikings are at 7 and 7. This game kicks off at 10 o'clock a.m. on uh, Pacific time, and that game will be televised on Fox. So this one also, uh, the commentators for this one, Adam Amin and Mark Schlereth. I was surprised, not by the booth, by itself, because, hey, these guys are good. Actually, I like I like Adam a lot. Uh, I think he does a good job. And Schlereth, as the color guy, I think he's doing awesome. So... Uh, I was surprised, though, to see that that was our booth and that we got a pretty large area. So let's go ahead and throw up the distribution map for you guys. Bow! And what you're looking at here, uh, I actually forgot the color. I believe it's red, if I'm not mistaken here, but I will find that out for you guys because I can pull it up in front of myself. But we're looking at a pretty good area here. Yeah, it is the red. So pretty solid area. And 
uh, kind of stretches all over the place, kind of wraps around Kansas. Kansas hates the Rams, apparently. But, hey, we're looking good there. And the L.A. Rams and Minnesota Vikings does get some solid coverage. And we get it out here in Colorado. So if you guys are out in my area, then, hey, good news. You get the L.A. Rams, uh, which will be some fun stuff. But let's go ahead and take a look at this game because there's a, a couple different things that go into this one that I think are real, rather interesting. And first of all, I want to talk about the running back position because with Cam Akers being designated to return, I don't anticipate him playing in this game against the Minnesota Vikings. We would hear about that, I think, rather quickly if that were going to be the case. But, hey, we've also seen it where Jake Funk was designated to return and then got activated, I believe it was just the next day. So that 21-day clock can be shortened. You don't have to take the full 21 days. So now that the, that clock has started for Cam Akers, I'm not sure if that means that we'll just get him for the playoffs because we do have three more uh, regular season games to go, or if we'll maybe see him against the 49ers in week 18. So that's kind of what we're looking at on our side here, but we will have access to Sony Michelle, Daryl Henderson, and Jake Funk for this game. But on the other side of the field, on that Minnesota Vikings sideline, we have an unvaccinated player who will not be playing at the running back position, and that is running back Dalvin Cook. I'm not going to get political on on vaccine stuff. That is none of my business. Feel free to feel the way you want to feel, okay? I'm not here to tell you how to feel at all. Fact of the matter is, though, that Dalvin Cook did test positive and is not going to be available for this game. He's minimum 10 days out, so he cannot return to the Vikings before this game can be played. So, on that note, what does this mean for the actual football game? You take away Dalvin Cook, that is a big impact for the Minnesota Vikings offense. Can Kirk Cousins and uh, Justin Jefferson, can they get that combination and can they increase it to make up for the loss of Dalvin Cook? The Rams do seem to have toughened up on the defensive side of the football, and I think a big part of that is the use of Jalen Ramsey. We are no longer seeing him just play in these random spots where we're like trying to trick the defense or trick the offense. I mean, where it's like, well, where's Jalen? Where's you just look for number five and he's a pretty loud guy. So I'm sure you can find him. But once that happens, uh, like basically earlier in the season, he was all over the place. He was blitzing, he was nickel, he's all this stuff, but he wasn't doing what he's best at, which is taking away the other team's best wide receiver. And we have been seeing that in recent weeks. And, wouldn't you know it, the Rams defense is playing better now that Jalen Ramsey is playing in that normal position that he's used to, which is shutting down top guys. We saw him a bunch of times against DK Metcalf. I was frustrated when we saw DK being covered by David Long Jr., but it was like very next play, then Jalen's on him again. It's like, okay, cool. But then, And then Jalen had some incredible plays when covering DK, which is exactly what we look for. I mean, let, let's not mess it up here. Jalen Ramsey covering top wide receivers is what sells tickets. Like that's that's one of the reasons people go to these games is to see things like that. But if we're gonna have Jalen Ramsey on the roster, but then let David Long and Kareem Orr cover Justin Jefferson, I mean that's you're just you're you're being a jerk. <laughs> that's the best way that I that's the best way that I could put it for you guys. But it does appear that because based on the trends that we've seen in these last few games, it does appear that we will see a lot more Jalen Ramsey on Justin Jefferson than maybe we would have if this game had been played in like week maybe 11, 10, 12, that range, or before. So that is a very good sign. 
Take a look at the history of this matchup. The Vikings do lead the all-time series in this one, 27-17 and 2. The Vikings lead the playoff series 5 and 2. The most recent game between these two teams came on September 27th of 2018. That was Thursday night football, 38 to 31 victory for the Rams. And I remember this game, I am as I'm sure many of you guys do as well, because Jared Goff absolutely went off in this one, man. Had f- over 400 passing yards, was just on fire, man. He was on fuego for this entire game, and that was awesome to see. The first ever game between these two came on November 5th of 1961. That was a 31-17 to win for the Rams. The thing that I found the most interesting, however, when looking into this matchup was that the LA Rams, or the Rams in general, have only ever won at the Vikings on three separate occasions, all right? So that is not very good. This could be the fourth time ever, but only three times. We just said the history goes back to 1961, and only three times have the Rams won at the Vikings. That came in 1968, 1978, and in 2006. So it's been quite a while since we've seen this happen. It's been 15 years since the Rams have won in Minnesota. So, hey, maybe we're due, all right? Maybe maybe that's what we're looking at right now. Maybe we're due. Let's take a look at the matchup of this one. We'll start with the Rams offense versus the Vikings defense. The Rams offense is seventh in the NFL going against the Vikings defense, who is one away from being last in the NFL, giving up over 400 yards per game. Passing the ball. Thank you, Matt Stafford. We are fourth in the league for the Rams offense going against the 29th pass defense in the Vikings. Rams running the football seems to float about here in this right around 100 yards per game range, but that is 24th in the league. There are some other teams, though, that just run the heck out of the football, so the Rams uh, don't really have enough of an opportunity throughout the rest of the season to get much higher than that 24 ranking. Vikings defense 27th against the run, giving up almost 130 a game, however. That's huge. Rams defense, or excuse me, the Rams on offense are putting up almost 28 points a game, and the Vikings defense is giving up quite a few as well, over 24. So the Rams getting to that mid-20s range as far as points go, that makes a lot of sense. But also, I think that this Rams offense is looking a lot better in recent weeks. I mean, obviously, we're on a three-game win streak, and that you're you're usually you're playing good football when you're winning games. That's that's how that works. And then coming off of that three-game losing streak where the offense, the defense, nobody was really looking amazing there. It kind of just looked a little flat, but I think this Rams team is getting hot at the perfect time. And you look at this Vikings defense, 31st in the NFL on defense, that's tough. And that is not ideal when you're going against a team that has Cooper Cup, Matthew Stafford, has just added OBJ. It will, I mean, fingers crossed we'll get somebody like Tyler Higby back. Um, his situation's been very dramatic and up and down, but you know, this team has weapons. And the, it looks like the Vikings defense, I mean, one of the worst in the NFL easily this year and I think that the Rams are in a good spot to exploit that right now the way that momentum has gone throughout the season the way that we're looking right now it looks like the Rams are just are hitting this game in a good time to put up a big offensive day let's take a look at the other side here the Vikings offense versus the Rams defense the Vikings offense is ninth in the NFL and the Rams defense is 14th so floating about in the middle of the pack for the Rams defense but there have been some uh, some strong performances lately helping those averages passing the football the Vikings offense is 10th with Kirk Cousins and the Rams defense 16th so definitely giving up yards through the air but are not necessarily just you know letting them march all the way down the field throwing the football but you know it's cuz you look down at the points there Rams are tied for 10th but 
running the football. The Vikings are tied for ninth, doing a pretty solid job, but they do not have Dalvin Cook in this game. So look for those numbers to be skewed a little bit there. And the Rams defense sixth against the run. And I think a big part of that is because the Rams defense is just not as prepared it feels like against the pass this season as it is against the run. So teams are kind of exploiting that that softness in the secondary for the LA Rams, especially early in the season. And Vikings offense is putting up almost 26 a game. Rams defense giving up a little over 21. So it's kind of just uh, the, the little snug little area there where... You know, it looks like it could be if you're looking at just averages, this could be like a one point game if you're looking at point averages. But I'll be honest, the way the Vikings are playing, which is not necessarily bad, but I think the Rams are playing really, really good football right now. I think the Rams are uh, a top maybe three football team over these last couple of weeks. And, you know, yeah, we can look at the fact that it's against, you know, the the Jags and the the Seahawks, you know, like maybe maybe we can look at that. But I mean, also one of those is the Cardinals and I mean, we look at the recent games and it looks like maybe that's not that impressive either. But either way, I mean, the Rams coming off of two straight division wins, that's that's huge. I mean, that's massive for your season and helps you build momentum. And the Rams are just playing really good football at the perfect time. We're in late December, which is exactly when you want to see your team playing some really, really good football. Let's take a look at the three to see for this week. We're going to start with cornerback Jalen Ramsey, who has he's. Uh, he's been put in situations where he can succeed a little bit more often lately. He's just looking at it like he's in a better spot. So uh, thank you, Raheem, for maybe maybe he's listening to us or maybe he's just watching film and actually understanding the film because it seemed like it was like, is he even watching the game tape? Because it's not working. And now it does look like he's changing the way that he's done some things. And I don't know if that's because of lashback from the fans. I'm not going to I'm not saying like myself. I'm sure Raheem is not up at night watching Ram showcase being like, man, he's right. I got to get this. <laughs> I'm sure that's not what's happening. You know what I mean? So I'm sure it just, he's looking at stuff and seeing like, okay, maybe this isn't, maybe this isn't as good as I thought it was going to be, you know? So I'm, I'm, I'm holding out hope, but I'm still on the fire. Raheem Morris. Actually, I'm on the hashtag higher Raheem Morris side. I'm hoping the Jags steal him from us, but that's kind of beside the point. But Jalen Ramsey, hopefully we'll get a bunch of ones of, of plays with Ramsey on Justin Jefferson, that's what we want to see, especially with Dalvin Cook out. I think a lot more attention can go to the secondary and go to Justin Jefferson and uh, feeling that that passing game for the Minnesota Vikings. Next up, I'm going to go with defensive lineman Greg Gaines, who is underrated, underappreciated, and undervalued right now, but not by the players. If you listen to Von Miller after that Tuesday game, he's basically talking about how awesome it is to play with Flo, Donald, and Gaines. Those are the names he's throwing out there. He's talking about Gaines like he's like he's one of the best in the NFL, man. And that's that's what you want to hear. And seems like everybody's feeling that way. Gaines is playing awesome football. If you guys have been with Ram Showcase for multiple seasons, you guys know last year I was railing Gaines early in the season. Those first four weeks, he was not playing some good football. And then after that, started getting a lot better. I was on the, like, cut him. Get him out of here. I was on that train. Now, I am so glad that they didn't listen to me. I would have made a rash decision there and cut gains way too fast. He would have been tearing it up somewhere else. So I'm glad he's an LA Ram doing it on our side, wearing horns on his helmet. The good horns, not those lame horns that the Vikings wear. I, we got to be careful with the horns up this week because <laughs> we're playing the only other team with horns on their helmets. But ours are cooler, all right? And then uh, last one here, I'm going to go with all the wide receivers. We're going against the 29th pass defense in the NFL. I'm not sure exactly who will pop, if not multiple guys, but it feels like at least one of our dudes is going to go off, right? I'm picking, I don't know who I want to go with here. 
and I'm not going to give you guys an answer, but I'm going to go ahead and say, I think that we see a 150-yard day from one of our wide receivers. You guys tell me who you guys think it will be. We'll go ahead and take another quick one here, and on the other side, we got Fan Quesos. Don't move! Welcome in, Rams fans. We'll get into our fan quesos here. We will kind of cruise through these because, like I said, there was a lot of information in the show, so we are going to go way over our normal a lot of time. I try to shoot for an hour. That's not a real thing. I don't have, like, any, like, networks telling me to stop or anything, so we're fine. But um, we will kind of get through these ones, but I want to give you guys some awesome answers here. So first one here is going to come from Marty. Why do the cards have an edge on the division when we split wins and tie records? So, yeah, the, the division... Record here uh, is actually, I mean, the the Cardinals' only division loss right now is to the Rams, and the Rams have lost two division games, one to the 49ers, one to the Arizona Cardinals. So that is why they hold that tiebreaker, Marty. Next one here from Gilbert. How confident are you that the Rams will win the rest of their games and take the division? I mean, mildly, but also, I mean, it's, it's there's two parts of it, obviously. It's, it's how confident am I in the Rams to succeed, and how confident am I in the Cardinals to fail? Both of those, decent. I mean, that's it's not bad, but I want to... I don't know. I guess I'm I'm holding off on the Cardinals and and thinking that they're just going to absolutely crumble because they're such a good football team. And I know that D Hop is a big big loss. When you lose Nuke in your offense, that's massive. But let's not pretend like they're not a good football team still. And they could absolutely you know wrap it up with some dubs uh, throughout the rest of the season. And the Rams could struggle. I mean, there's there's tough games for the Rams. Three tough games. Minnesota Vikings are not an easy out. Baltimore Ravens are not an easy out. 49ers are not an easy out. So. I guess I'm 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 not necessarily looking at let's win this division. I'm just saying let's just get to the playoffs. Let's get through these three games, make it to the dance, make it to the tourney, and let's let's go from there, man. I know that's not the answer you wanted, but it's the answer you got. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> Jason from Des Moines, Iowa asks, can you sometimes update us on how notable X active uh notable active X Rams are doing on their new teams? I see Quinn is having a solid year. Actually, you know what, Jason? I'm going to go ahead and screenshot that right now for you um, because I love that idea, actually. And I know that there's some some players out there that, that Rams fans are really high on still that they like to watch. I still root for Josh Reynolds. Like that That's one of them. Robert Quinn is another one that I, I will root for. Um, it it kind of happens. Uh, the, not all the time. Not all the time where players leave. Like the second Todd Gurley was gone, it was like, all right, cool. I, I was fine. Like, I liked Todd Gurley while he was here. I had no issues with Todd Gurley while he was here. But the second he was gone, it was like, okay. He had two really good seasons with the Rams. What do you want me to do with that? He's not one of my favorites of all time. I don't know. Like, I, I get that he had two incredible seasons as a Rams uh, running back. And he did a great job. He gave me some very memorable moments. I remember celebrating when he got drafted. But let's also not pretend like historically he's going to go down as like one of these amazing players. We're going to ultimately, I don't want to say forget about Todd Gurley, but ultimately we're going to see him as a little bit of a blip. It, he was he kind of flashed a little bit and then disappeared. So you got to take that into consideration. And for a guy like Robert Quinn, I mean, he was such a good dude, such a uh, uh, an impact player for so long. And I just remember Chuck Pagano and his his little like mic'd up thing where he's like, don't let Quinn wreck the game. And it's like right after that, he gets the, the sack, strip, scoop, and score, the four S's in one play. And you know he's like, we said we weren't going to let him wreck the game. <laughs> I love that stuff. But yes, absolutely, Jason. I love that idea. Marty, how did you become a sheriff? You can say whatever you want. It's free, you know? Like you can tell people that you're a professor. It doesn't matter. Um, I'm not a real sheriff, of course. I mean, am I the kind of person you would see out there protecting and serving? I don't know. Like, it's a, just a sick nickname, man. A sick name. <laughs> Next one here from Jason from Des Moines again. 
Uh, do you think we're going to keep Sony Michelle next year? That's actually a very good question. I'm actually not sure. You know what? Bring that question back to me once our season's actually over, because I will have a better understanding of how I'm feeling about next year and who is going to be retained when that happens. Because right now I'm pretty locked in on postseason stuff, man. Um, and I and like so in my brain, he's here. And that's it. That's all that matters. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not necessarily going too far out right now in my own head. And I don't get I'm not one of those like one game at a time, man. Like, I'm not one of those because I don't have to prepare. I'm not going to ruin the Rams chances if I'm looking at next week. You know what I mean? Like, that's that's not a real thing. So I just really haven't considered that yet, I guess, is the 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 way I'm looking at it. Uh, the Rams are a very good team right now. We're looking at 10 and four, looking at a playoff run right now. And I just haven't gotten to where we're going to be in like February, March, April time. So bring that question back to me. But so far, I would say that maybe he does not return, especially with uh, with guys like Akers and, and Hendo. But maybe Hendo's not the one. Maybe maybe Hendo gets out uh, and, and Sony sticks with, with Akers because that combo, the Akers and, and Sony combo, I'm a, I'm a fan of that. Jeff, if the Rams are the fifth seed, which matchup do you favor, the Cards or the Cowboys? Ooh, I mean, I'll be honest. I like both of these matchups. I, I think I would rather play the Cardinals just because without Nuke and stuff like that, like that's it seems like something the Rams will be able to do. And those Dallas Cowboys are a pretty strong team right now. Of course, they're sitting at the number two seed. I think I would also, if you want to throw in the Bucks on this, I like those matchups. Like I think that we can beat any of those teams. The one thing that I don't want to see necessarily is if the Rams were to play the Packers, I would love that to be in LA. It's a tough place to play in this time of year is going to Green Bay. It's just a pain. And I realize it's like somebody's out there saying like, it's like, well, you gotta, you, you can't be afraid of nobody, right? Like, but they're a good football team, right? Let's let's not pretend like they're not. And they booted us last year. They beat us in Green Bay this year. I mean, that's a tough place to play. And and I don't know how much I would go into that game of just being like, oh, we got this. You know, it'd be like, all right, let's we can do this, but we gotta play it good. Like, we gotta we gotta play a good game. So that's kind of how I feel. But the Cardinals, Cowboys, Bucks, I like those teams. I like us playing those teams. I feel good that if. If Green Bay gets the one seed and the Rams are the five seed, I feel good that the Rams will make it to the second round. And then I just hope that uh, a six or seven wins their game so that we don't have to go to Green Bay in the divisional round. Next one here from Travis. Uh, what's happened with OBJ and Vaughn Miller this offseason? Oh, like what is going to happen? I think that OBJ comes back. I'm not sure if Vaughn Miller does. I think that the Rams will want Vaughn Miller. I think that Vaughn Miller will want to come back, but I'm not sure if money will work out. OBJ feels like he's a Ram now. It feels like that's going to be a long-term thing. I could be very wrong. <laughs> this could be a rental, but I feel like OBJ is here long-term. I think that he he likes being a Ram. I think that he likes not being the number one media guy or leader guy, anything like that, like he was in Cleveland, where, I mean, it was OBJ and then everybody else. In LA, it's Stafford, Witt, Cup, Woods, Donald, you know, Havenstein, like these are leaders on this team and he's not required to be the number one guy. So I, and I think that that suits him and I think he knows that. So I think he comes back. Shannon wants to know what fast food chain has the best fries. Oh man, my brain was so on Rams that I am not prepared for this question. Um, I like Cane's fries. I like Chick-fil-A fries. I like Five Guys fries. I, I think I might just like fries, Shannon. So I don't know if this is a really good question because for me specifically, because I, <laughs> I just like fries, dude. Like, I don't know. It's, um, I don't really like In-N-Out's fries that much. I think they're kind of like, I wish they were more exciting, I guess. Five Guys fries are pretty dope. Um, 
I think I'm going to go ahead and stick. I'll, I'll give you an answer. I'll go with Chick-fil-A fries. I love those waffle fries, man. You get those waffle fries on some ranch. Game over, bro. Game over. Next one here from Jason. If we played Tennessee again now, what would we do different to give Stafford more time? We just run more play action. Uh, looks like we kind of we were in that gap where we were like abandoning the play action completely um, because we also were like running the football like four times a game, so it was hard to do play action. And I think now that we would just be we'd be better prepared for that kind of situation. Robert, how are, how will our backfield look when Cam is back? Does Funk have a place? Funk already doesn't have a place, in my opinion. Um, not because I don't think he's a good player, anything like that. It's because I think he's a special teams guy right now. And I don't know if that develops eventually into becoming an important piece of this Rams offense. But right now, he's not there. And when Cam comes back, that pushes everybody down. Cam is going to be number one guy. Well, I mean, if he's if he's actually healthy. Because I think at first, we'll see him just like kind of rotate it in. He'll get maybe like five, six carries a game, something like that, uh, while guys like Sony and Hendo are kind of handling the load. But if he looks like he's good and he looks like he's handling it, and after the games, if he's reporting that he's feeling good still, uh, then I think that he will be that top guy. But I think it'll be Cam, Sony, Hendo. Next one here, these next few. Uh, we'll, we'll start with this one here from Annette. Do you think Cup will get the Triple Crown? I do, actually. I think he does get the Triple Crown. I think he leads the NFL. Uh, well, I know he leads the NFL right now, but I think he ends the season leading the NFL in receptions, receiving yards, and receiving touchdowns. He's got the yards by a gap. He's got the, the receptions by a gap. He's got the touchdowns by a decent chunk there, but I think that he can hold on to it. So, yeah, I think he does get the Triple Crown. These last string here will come from Rams House. If you guys have not subscribed to Rams House, make sure you guys do that. Awesome Rams content over there. A lot more consistent. Uh, oh, well, I don't want to say consistent because I do. I am consistent here, but a lot more videos throughout the week that you'll see uh, coming from Rams House. So awesome spot to uh, not a not blow off Rams Showcase entirely, but to supplement your Rams intake. Go over there. Payo time as well. Great places. Let's see here. I know it's early, but I believe the Rams... Uh, final alternate uni reveal will have an all soul themed uni similar to the color rush we had. Do you think this is the route they will take? Uh, or do you think they shock us with something different? I do think we get the yellow jersey. I, however, believe we get white pants. I think that's the only difference that I would have in my opinion on uh, on, on what you're suggesting here is the, the yellow on yellow, the soul on soul. But I, yeah, I'm, I'm really feeling like we're going to get a soul on white is going to be the official release. And then we can use those whites in different areas such as like um, like a, the, the royal on white or uh, even white on white. I think we would see uh, bone on white might look a little weird, but. I mean, whatever. <laughs> I like the bone, though. So, bone on yellow all day. And if we can get yellow on bone, though, I am all for that. I think I would like that one step above bone on yellow. But also, yellow is just my favorite color. So, I think I just like to see it a lot. And I just like the obnoxiousness, though. I like the bright, in-your-face, obnoxious stuff. It's kind of what I'm all about. So, uh, next one here from Ram's House. Uh, this is not a question. Thanks for the show. Really makes my week. Always looking forward to seeing you. Uh, what you got to say about the Rams? I haven't missed a uh, video, dude. Thank you, man. I, I'm not seeing. This is the first time I'm seeing that one. That's actually really cool. I do appreciate that. That's uh, I, I do appreciate everybody who watches regularly. I know that there's people out there that watch me or listen to me regularly that actually don't even, they don't comment or or anything. And and I I love you guys too. All right, I love everybody that watches the show. Even you Cardinals fans out there who love to watch me just to. 
talk trash. That's fine too. I love it. I like, <laughs> uh, but I do appreciate it. I love my listeners. You guys are the best. Uh, next one here. I know we discussed it previously, but could you dive a little deeper into talking about uh, Odell potentially resigning and Woods leaving this offseason? Yeah, we've had this conversation in, in private threads. I think it's that's where these have really happened. But yeah, ultimately, I, I think that, you know, I don't want to see Woods leave and I don't think anybody does. And I don't think he's necessarily like got a foot out the door or anything like that. But at some point, I mean, obviously, he's not going to be here forever. And Odell, I think him coming in, I think that there is mutual interest in a long-term deal there. So I, I do think that Odell comes back, but I'm not sure if I, if I see Woods leaving quite yet. I think it can happen. It's very possible to happen. Um, but if you have Odell and Cup, I think you're looking fine. Um, and I think that Woods does become, I guess, a little expendable, although I hate to use that word when describing Robert Woods because he is such uh, a, a favorite, not only of myself, but uh, this entire fan base. People love to watch Robert Woods. He's a great dude. He's humble. He's underappreciated. Uh, and and he's just, he's great. He's like the perfect Ram. You know what I mean? Like, he's one of those guys that you look at the LA Rams roster and you're like, yeah, look at their team, but look at the headlines. You're not getting headlines of these guys going out and getting in trouble in L.A. all the time. And Woods is a big part of that. I think he's a big leader, especially in that locker room. So uh, how it kind of how I'm feeling about it right now, man, um, I would really say that I think that they all come back next year. I think that after that, though, would be the season that we could potentially see some uh, separation as far as our wide receiver core. Hopefully, I, I like Van Jefferson, and I think that he keeps on getting better, man. So I would like to see him stick around. And I don't think that Woods is necessarily close to leaving anything like that. But like I said, it does make sense. Uh, let's see here. Uh, what is Cooper Cup's favorite Christmas tradition? Ooh. That's tough, dude. I don't even know how to answer this. This might be the hardest question I've ever been asked. I'm going to say caroling. I think he, he he seems like a caroler. He Oh, he carols. <laughs> what is Ernest Jones' favorite beverage? Ooh, um, let's see. Ernest Jones here. So Ernest Jones is nice and smooth, right? But he's also got a little bit of a kick to him. So staying in the spirit of this holiday season, I'm going to say... That Ernest Jones' favorite beverage is some spiked eggnog, man. Some spiked eggnog. Some some of that Jack Daniels eggnog. That's all, that's all I'm gonna go with for Ernest Jones, man, because it's not nice and smooth, nice and smooth, but just a, just a little bit aggressive on the back end there. So yeah, man, I think that's the perfect answer uh, for this December 23rd show <laughs> uh, for Ernest Jones. Perfect timing on that question. Cause I don't know if I would have felt comfortable giving that to everybody. So, uh, Ernest Jones though, I think that fits right in line. Will Cooper cup break 2k man. I hope so. What does he need? So let me see. He's got, let me go back up to my top of my notes here. I'm just going to do some quick math in front of your faces right now. So let's go ahead. He's got the 1625. So let's go 2000 minus 1625 and 375 divided by three. So he needs 125 per game in order to reach that. And let's be real here. That's realistic. That can happen. Uh, if he can hit 125, he just hit 136, man. 
So this is absolutely possible. The only thing that I'm I'm not excited for would be if the Rams do lock in at that five seed and then they they don't have a shot to get further into the top four, so they pull people back in that Week 18 game against the 49ers. I obviously wouldn't want to see a sweep by the 49ers, but hey, maybe it could be a situation where if we beat the 49ers, maybe they get worse. So we would maybe that would give us some incentive to keep our guys out. So. It's hard to tell right now, and I don't have an answer for that, but I think 125 a game sounds very real, all right? But that is going to do it for our fan quesos. Thank you guys so much for dropping those. I do put a post on YouTube every week for that one, as well as my own personal Facebook. You guys can add me as a friend. That's totally fine by me. My name is Joe Branham. Just add me. That's cool. It's cool by me. I think you can search Sheriff Joe Bags and find me. I'm pretty sure, but... Even if you just follow me on Facebook, my, my profile is completely public. I got nothing to hide from y'all. You guys are good. But I do post that on, on YouTube as well. So make sure you guys subscribe to the YouTube channel and drop your quesos right on there. But that is going to do it for this episode of Ram Showcase. Make sure you guys follow the Ram Showcase on all your favorite social media. That would be at Ram Showcase on Instagram and Twitter. Facebook.com slash Ram Showcase. You can follow myself as well at Sheriff Joe Bags on Instagram and Twitter. Facebook.com slash Sheriff Joe bags. We try to keep it pretty simple there, and I sincerely hope that no matter what holiday is that you guys are celebrating, mine is Christmas. Whatever it is that you guys are celebrating, though, I hope it's absolutely incredible. I hope you guys look back on this holiday and you're like, you know what? That was one of the better ones I've had in the last few years because the last few years have been a little bit chaos. So I know that I've been having a, a, a little bit better holiday season than I had last year, and a big part of that is you guys, to be completely honest with you guys. I mean, life is going well right now. Got a new job here recently. It's been chaos and very difficult. It's a hard job, <laughs> okay? And uh, my brain is a little fried. <laughs> but it's also so much fun. I love being in that environment. It's it's a great job. I'm, I'm very happy to be there. But um, it's, it's been a, a positive time. Some very positive things are going on in my life, and, and I hope that that is the case with you guys as well. I genuinely do care about you guys, and I do genuinely hope that everything is going really awesome on your guys' end. But that is going to do it for me. I am Sheriff Joe Bags. This has been Ram Showcase on Sports War Radio and Fan Sided. But for those of you who aren't Rams fans, our thoughts and prayers are with you. For those of you who are Rams fans, thank you guys so much for listening, and you guys have a great night. <laughs>